0: In this podcast we enter into the realm of imagination because that's what we're going to do when we don't have all the facts. So we're going to make up shit until we think we know what's going on. Don't we all love to do that? I mean come on, think about it. In this world, you know, we <laughs> we start making up shit in our heads. You know, I just recently did a podcast uh, where I talked about how to be braver, and within that uh within that rundown that I did what i what I said was we're gonna make up shit in our head right we're gonna uh when we start to get nervous about something and we start to psych ourselves out, what are we doing most of the time we're imagining the outcome not going well, so let's just say you have a uh you're the best man for a wedding and you got to get up and you make got to make that toast and you're like oh i don't like getting up in front of people and talking no i do not like that at all uh so now you start thinking about that you don't like it how uncomfortable it feels you start picturing yourself standing up in front of all these people at this wedding it's going to be a big wedding too there's going to be all these people and they're gonna be so serious because the most important thing For those people is you getting up and talking, not the rest of the wedding, not the fact that these two people are getting married, not the fact that uh, they don't even want to be there to begin with because they they had something else to do. They had to cancel their plans. No, everybody's fixated on you. They all want to hear what the best man has to say, because this is the most important moment in everybody's life. So you got that shit running like crazy in your head that you're going to get up and have to speak in front of all these people, and everything is hinged on you. See how your imagination starts running wild right from the start? At the end of the day, most of the people, they probably would prefer if you just keep it short and simple and get get out of there, and they can move on with their lives, right? Uh, people want to eat, they want to drink, they want to dance, they want to shake hands and do all stuff. They got to sit there and wait for you to talk. You're not going to, you're not going to, uh, say anything that's going to rock their socks off unless you're a talented speaker and you feel comfortable. And then what are we talking about this for? Right. You don't feel it. This is just for you guys out there who actually really, um, have these problems, right? and i'm just using the this is this one thing as an example it could be anything in your life like i said in the past pro- podcast you imagine the outcome not going well so you know it turns it you turn everything into a problem meanwhile there was never a problem there you created it you imagined it you imaginated it i don't know if that's a word i, I i've been doing that a lot lately i've been screwing up words but they kind of come out like I meant to say it that way. Imaginated. You're just imaginated, man. So I know that's not a word, but it is now because I said it more than three times. And um, that's it. You know, you, you we all do it. We use our imaginations very, very well like that. So uh, I don't want to make this a heavy topic. And like I said, if you want to actually... Gander into more of what I was talking about. And you didn't see that particular uh, podcast episode. Um, I'm going to just pull it up on my phone because I don't remember the number. It wasn't that long ago. Let me see. Okay. So episode 168, how to be braver and save the world. That's, <laughs> that's what I titled it. I could do that. It's, it's my podcast. I'm allowed to make kind of, uh, crazy titles like that, but yeah, uh, it's 32 minutes long. It's, it's, you know, what I did was I broke down just ways you can step up a little bit, deal with anxiety and the, and the stress around, you know, being courageous and really, uh, you know, it, it was, it was a good podcast for me because it helped remind me of what courage really is. And, um, I think you guys will enjoy it. But I wanted to do uh, another podcast today about imagination. And this is going to be a fun one. All right. We're just screwing around here. Um, So are you guys aware of the whole thing that happened with Steel Mace, where Steel Mace flow came from, where Viking Ninja came from? Who's Viking Ninja? Who's Steel Mace Flow? Uh, I take it for granted that everybody knows, but then I kind of talk to people on uh, social media, mostly through Instagram DMs. I mean, there's people that don't know who Rick Brown is. They don't know who Jake Shannon is. They don't know who Leo is. They don't know who Eric Isak Maland is. They don't know who Fred Moore from the Steel May Station is. I feel like I know everybody, right? And I kind of do because it's, my job here at steel mace nation to know who's in the community and to interact with them. And it's quite a job. It's I'm very active with that. Uh, The behind the scenes is crazy. I have so many invites out for podcasts and Oh, by the way, if anybody's listening and I promised to have you on the podcast and I haven't gotten back to you, you might've slipped through the cracks and I apologize tremendously for that. That's one thing I always try to, to do is to stay in contact me, keep my promises and stuff. But yo, this shit is out of control. All right. And this is amateur level. I haven't even, I haven't even taken this thing to the next level. I got a job on the fire department. I'm a, I'm a husband and I'm a father. I got my own personal training. I I do on the side. I, plus I got to train myself. Right. And then I have all these other interests and concerns. Uh, I have shared a lot of my concerns about what's going on in the world today. Uh, So I get political and spiritual. I started another podcast called The Freedom Variant just to offload the heavy political stuff and a lot of stuff that might get censored on YouTube. I put that off onto a Rumble account called The Freedom Variant. Uh, it's not that active really. And I'm trying to really keep everything right here on steel mace nation. And I have told you guys this before. I want to make steel mace nation podcast, more of a variety podcast, make it more like, um, uh, like as some people have said, I'm like the Joe Rogan of this, of the steel mace community. Uh, fine. I'll take it. Uh, Joe Rogan's great. Um, if I could be anything close to that, that would be awesome. um, but um yeah, so you know, who knows who in the steel mace industry is basically what we're talking about here. And you know, I want to imagine something. I want to imagine something just for the fun of it. Um I ha- I have talked to a lot of people, and you know, there's always this like behind the scenes discussion. What happened between Leo Savage and Isak Milan, they were together at one point doing Steel Mace. And if if you look, they split. There was a divergence. And then there was bad blood there. And it was actually when I entered into the Steel Mace community pre-COVID, back when the world was actually sane back then, even though it didn't seem like it was that sane, it was, it was actually sane compared to now. When I entered in, and I was, you know, on Facebook. I'm not on Facebook anymore. I I got kicked off. All right, um, not because of Steel Mace. No, Facebook loves Steel Mace. It's because I said other things that I shouldn't have been saying. Um, but yeah, there was there's there was this little war going on, you know, Viking Ninja people versus Steel Mace people, and um, it wasn't really that pronounced. It was really a few. People here and there. Um, and Leo Savage and and S Isik were just doing their own thing, they weren't saying anything themselves. It was more like the people who were following, right? And, and it's funny because this is like one of the I've I've talked about this. I, I've talked about this on my podcast. I've been a guest on other podcasts, and I've talked about this. It looked like when I first entered into the Steel Mace world, I'm like okay, so there's this flow stuff and you do this, you do an uppercut, you do a lunge. Wow. feels like a Kata feels like martial arts. And then I start looking deeper. I'm like, oh, there's wait, steel makes flow. But then what's Viking Ninja? Who's that? Wait a minute. They look like they're doing the same thing. Aren't they doing the same thing? One's flow, one's Viking Ninja, what's the difference? Who, who has the better thing? Like it was so unclear in, initially in the beginning. And maybe that's something that, you know, you're going through right now. You're, you're, you're coming across this podcast and hopefully this episode is going to shed a little bit of light on it. Um, But yeah, they were together and they were doing something, but go look at Leah, and then go look at Isak. You'll notice that there is a difference. And that was, I think where they had their splitting point. So this is where some imagination has to come into play. Because nobody really knows the story, I don't think. I mean, I'm sure people very close to Leo and Isik probably know the full story, the full thing, why they had a an apparent, uh, we assume a blowout and they split ways. You know, but um, and you know, a lot, I, I just want to say a little side note here. I may be just ignorant. There, there may be it might be well-known out there. I. It's not like I go out and try to hunt down this story. I kind of don't care, but I kind of do because it would be nice to have some clarity. As I do a podcast because I want to contain the history, right? Which we're going to be talking about the history of the Gadah. We're going to be talking about the history of where the Steel Mace came from, all that stuff. It's been nibbled around the edges before on this podcast, but I'm going to be doing a full on in-depth interview of the big players. Hopefully we'll see who we could get on. I want to get as many of the big names as possible to, to, so we could put a, a pin into the history line of gotta and steel Mason. So we understand where it all comes from. So Definitely, you know, we, we've talked about Jake Shannon. He brought the steel mace to America. Um, then you got the steel mace floating around, I guess, on it, started making them. And then Leo comes across the steel mace. He had already been training with sledgehammers. So he already had like a system, but he, he had like an inferior tool. If you really think about it, if you ever used a like an eight pound or a 10 pound sledgehammer or a ball, M A U L. Um, it, it's very weird to use. It doesn't it? Definitely does not move in your hands the way a ten-pound mace does. So it's it's crazy, you know. I, and you know, I had Leo on twice. I don't know if I'm ever going to get him back on again. If I do get him on again, I do want to find out really more about. That moment in time when he comes across that mace and he's like, "Oh shit, this actually, this works way better." And I already got the system because if you see old video of Leo, he's moving around with this with this ten pound uh, sledgehammer, and I, I, you know, the handle's got to be like a few inches shorter. It's just awkward using. Right, it's got the oblong head. The handle's super light, right? And it just doesn't have that the, the, the smooth feel that you can get. And when it when a mace landed in Leo's hands, he must have just blew up like, oh my god! And then it, it opened a whole other level of possibilities. And I, see, I don't know where he was at the time when, in relation to Isik. Okay, Isik was there too, apparently. Um, also, besides Viking Ninja, you have Steel Mace Yoga, which is an uh, offshoot that came after the Viking Ninja thing was getting together. It was just noticed you could work out with a Steel Mace sort of more ballistically, I guess, you know, for lack of a better word. I, I say ballistically, but sometimes I make fun of that word. Because, you know, when we talk ballistics, we're talking about like shooting guns. So I don't know if that's a good word, quite frankly, but we'll just say it because we could do that. We could just say words. So, yeah. So there's the steel mace yoga, which I think is fantastic. Um, I, 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 I'm the type of person that needs yoga in my life and um, I don't do it enough. And if you put a steel mace in my hands, I start getting those stretches in. I kind of do it, so it works. I recommend it, and I could teach it. By the way, because I've been doing it, and um, I was doing uh, wood mace, wood mace yoga for a while. Right, but right, right before the pandemic hit, which that bullshit came along, and then all of a sudden everybody had to shut down. How ridiculous was that? Shutting down gyms, shutting down the economy for that bullshit, but that's, uh, that's another story, but, um, yeah, so then Leo and Isik were in there messing around with these maces, and they came up with the system, but I think if you go look at the videos of these guys, you'll see where the difference is. Leo takes it to a whole other level. And Isik, he's more boxy with it, which is really kind of like me. You know, I'm not I'm not the kind of uh, steel mace flow guy where I go into the realm of where it looks more like I'm doing a dance. Not because I don't like to dance and not because I have anything against it. It's just because I don't like to move that way. I have just different mindset. But that's what's cool. You know, steel mace flow, you can actually play the game that way. You could go wherever you want. And really, if you're gonna go into Viking Ninja, you're gonna learn all the same stuff lunges and uppercuts, everything. And then, if you wanna add in spins and twirls and um what was it called? uh man, uh high high speed baton twirling that <laughs> that was a good one that was that was supposed to be a uh, that was somebody from the Viking Ninja camp taking a punch at steel mace flow saying it's high speed baton twirling. And then um, a bunch of the guys at steel mace flow just thought that that was hilarious. So they, they actually used it and they made a hashtag and everything. I don't know if that's still being used or not, but I always crack up high speed baton twirling. It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make sense because did you ever see somebody spinning a baton? That's high speed. I mean, it's really high speed and um and if you really think about what a, what a person's like flipping a mace doing a coin flip or whatever they call it not really high speed you know but whatever it's we get it. it it's it's funny but um oh and by the way uh in this whole in this whole mess of warring factions you have rick brown right which you know i'm a friend of his or he's a friend of mine. I hope I'm a friend of his. Um, I was gonna I was gonna buy a ticket to fly out to California uh and meet him at his training facility. And um that was gonna cost me thousands of dollars the whole trip, right? Because I gotta pay for my flight, I gotta pay for Rick Brown, I gotta pay for a hotel, and I was also gonna take him out for cheeseburgers because I saw him on his Instagram eating a cheeseburger with Eric Doyle. They were eating these cheeseburgers and the the buns were like kind of like red looking and oh my God, they look, I actually, I'm going to confess right now. I don't really need to train with Rick Brown, uh, especially since he came to New Jersey and he showed me a few tricks. I got, you know, I kind of got like some of that stuff and I'm not trying to sound like I'm a know it all. Please, please. I'm not. But to fly out, to fly out to go train with him is a big deal, right? So I, do I do I really need to do that? The real thing that I wanted out of all, I, I had to do some soul searching on this. All right. Wait till you hear this. <laughs> I can't even believe I'm going to confess this. The reason why I want to fly out and train with Rick Brown was because I want to go out and get cheeseburgers with him. <laughs> I'm serious i saw that picture on his instagram him and eric doyle hold on sorry Uh, this is just too much i saw that picture they looked so happy and those cheeseburgers looked so good and i was hungry at the time i even think i wrote uh something like wow those cheeseburgers look good and You know, I'm trying not to eat too much food today. I'm trying to lose a little bit of weight and cut up a little bit. Thanks for nothing. Now I got to go eat. You know, I was blaming it on him. And oh my God, it, it was just, it was one of those pictures. Like, if, if they could have taken my credit card right there, they would have got my money. You know, like they hit me on all the soft spots. Like they hit, they were smiling. They looked like they were having a good time. They were doing something I wanted to be doing. I was kind of home, like, oh, a little, oh, poor as me, you know, feeling a little depressed. Oh, go to California, the land of freedom and opportunity. Not anymore, not after COVID. Now it's the opposite land of freedom of opportunity. Again, a lot of this stuff pre-COVID was just sensational, you know. But yeah, that picture it hooked me, man. And, I, and next thing I know, I'm making plans to go out and train with him. And then the pandemic hit. And of course, uh, I don't know if I'm ever gonna go to California again because that state has literally gone bananas banana muffins that's what they've done they've gone banana muffins and um rick still lives there and uh that's good because somebody uh he's a normal guy he's really just a regular guy and that's what california needs normal people just totally normal people that that's good rick if you're listening keep keep being normal and all you listening you you better be normal too so um rick was in on this whole tribal conflict going on okay and look he you know why i like rick because he he's he kind of reminds me of like a jersey guy i'm from jersey you know i know i don't some people have a bad opinion of jersey people and they they should. <laughs> they really should. I there's a lot of jerk-offs in Jersey, let me tell you. A lot of dopey people that boisterous and loud. They go to other states and they bring that shit with them. Um but the thing is he can hang. You know what I mean? Like I'm on the fire, I'm in the fire department, right? I grew up in Jersey. Uh typical, you know, shit growing up. Same shit in the firehouse. Ball busting through the gills right always ball busting always digging trying to get a reaction out of people right and you know you got to have thick skin so you try not to overreact when people bust your balls because they're just trying to get a reaction but then when you do react and you go you know and you show that it bothered you oh my god now they know they really got you now they know your weakness right and everybody gets warned about this when they go in the fire department like don't let you know have thick skin don't let things bother you be careful because if you get upset over something they're going to know that that's your weakness and then they're going to keep digging at it and everybody gets that warning and i am telling you only a few people are actually good at playing it close to the cuff i i revealed myself so many times i've let people get under my skin so many times and I would just snap arr, arr, and yell back and whatever. And, and totally did not take the advice ever. And, you know, I'm closing in on 20 years now. I'm still making that mistake, but that's just my nature. That's who I am. I wear my heart on my sleeve and I, look, I look what I do on the side. Uh, I'm off I'm from work today. I did all my chores, my duties. Uh, and I'm on a, doing a podcast. Because this is what I like to do. I like to talk. I like to blah, 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 spiel shit out, think out loud. So, of course, I'm going to let people know when they get under my skin. Because I'm going to want to get in there and shake it up and everything. So, Rick Brown, you know, he likes to bust balls. And and um, he <laughs> said some things online that like, pissed people off, you know. Like he would say stuff. Like he would, <laughs> I can't even remember. I don't even want to say. Yeah, it, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't like he was being degrading or anything like that. He just, he was just chipping away and and busting some balls, and just playing into this whole thing. Right. In fact, when I say playing into it, you don't know how many people and maybe those of you listening, this has happened too, who are kind, of, who have followed it. We would think sometimes it was all on purpose, that the rift between Isak and Leo and then the rift then later that came with Rick, that it was all part of some grand elaborate plan that they were uh like almost like WWF or WWE, right? Like it's just pretend controversy. They're just creating controversy because everybody gets sucked into it. They pick sides and it's just kind of random. You know, it's a flip of the coin. Which side are you going to pick? You're going to pick the steel Mace flow side. You're going to pick the, the Isak Milan side. You're going to pick the Rick Brown side. You know, you got to pick sides. It's a way to just generate interest and get things going and make it look like there's something there when there's nothing there at all. creating chaos, creating chaos. While maintaining order in the background, chaos magic, if you will, right? And, uh, you know, you we would talk about that. And I think people have asked them, like, are you guys doing this on purpose? I'm like, hell no, we're not doing this on purpose. It, you know, we were chipping away at each other. We got a little rift. All that stuff is, I'm pretty sure, buried now. The hatchet has been buried. And I'm certainly not trying. To bring it back up and re reanimate it in any way, shape, or f- form. You know, negative energy needs to be pushed out. All I'm trying to do is remember history, talk about people, and all the fun stuff that really it's fun. It's just fun. Nobody's perfect, right? Nope. everybody's a human here. And I think that's really one of the biggest things that we could celebrate. Celebrate our mistakes celebrate our weaknesses in in a way when I say celebrate our weaknesses, I don't mean like, Hey, it's great. I'm weak in this area. No, but let's laugh about it. Let's recognize it. This is, this is maybe a place where we fail sometimes, right? Nobody's really getting hurt. So thank God on that. But yeah, so these guys, you know, there's this whole turmoil going on between them and it was hard to really figure out, what, what happened, and and where it went, right? So, I always picture, right? This is where imagination comes in. I almost picture like Leo and Isak. They're in the gym studio, and they got their maces, and they're both really good. And you know, they're typical guys, right? Typical guys. Um, and you know, they had the formula, right? They're they're working on this thing, and each one of them is good at it, and each one of them has a little bit of an ego, and each one of them wants to accomplish something, and everybody has – they have the same vision, but they also have other visions that don't align, and I'm pretty sure that's where things went sour, egos, visions that don't align. And I don't think Isik really wanted to create a program that, well, just look at Steel Mace Flow, like I said, and look at how Leo moves and look at how people who diligently practice Steel Mace Flow and buy into that, that system fully, especially people that go into um, level two, Right. These are people who are going to take the mace. They're going to lay it on their shoulder. They're going to spin around. They're going to glide the mace off. And they're going to move uh, elegantly into a certain way, point their toes, move their shoulder a certain way. And, you know, I'm looking at it like that. That is a performance. It's a dance. And, And I appreciate it but I don't see the, the working out benefit of it. Okay. Like putting the shoulder, putting the mace on your shoulder. Well, now you're not holding weight, but when I say this at the same time, I know I'm saying something sort of backwards. Like I'm being backwards when I say that, even though that's how I see it. Um, I love dichotomy. So I could I could do that all day long. I could be like like pointing this way while I'm pointing that way. It's just that's the way I am. But why I'm being backwards is because if you think about a dancer, like my daughter, she's a dancer, she goes and dances in in competitions and stuff. She works hard. When these people, when these kids are dancing, they are exercising. They're burning calories. Their legs are getting stronger. And it takes strength to move beautifully and elegantly and do it with precision, right? Precision and grace and elegance. It requires strength. Maybe a different kind of strength. Not He-Man strength. I'm just going to pick up this shit off the floor and fucking throw it over my shoulders. You know? That's a cool thing right there in of itself, but it's not the same thing. You don't need to be elegant and point your toes when you're launching 250 pound sandbag over your shoulder, right? Or when you're deadlifting 450, 500 pounds, right? You don't, you're not pointing toes. So a lot of us meatheads, you know, we get caught up in that shit. And then when we see somebody with a mace gently gliding it around and moving it, we go, what "The fuck is that?" And we cut it off at the cut it off at the at the knees and we treat it like it's some inferior thing and you know that's that's where we go wrong with everything in life you know we're stupid like that people are stupid i'm stupid but i'm not that stupid that i don't realize i'm stupid and that's my saving grace i guess you know I realized, well, wait a minute. Let me look at what these people are actually doing. I got a 10-pound mace. Let me go do what they're doing first. So grab that mace, and I watched the video. All right, let me try it. It's actually very hard what they're doing. Yeah. Oh, this is going to take some practice on my part, especially if I don't want to look so, like, clunky and garbagey when I do. I want to look good. Like, they look good, right? I'm going to get up there with the mace and start doing all this stuff. Meanwhile, I look like I'm shitting in my pants. Is that, (laughs) is that going to do me any justice? Hell no. So, so you start to appreciate things, you know, walk the walk in the shoes that those people are wearing and you can see. So it's an interesting, it's an interesting, it's comfortability, you know, for me, I'm just not interested in moving like that, but damn, I do appreciate it. I really do. And, uh, you know, I I would be just as happy training with uh, Leo or Isik, right? So whatever their rift was, I, I really think it was just, it, it really came down to it. I think they both made a mistake. They both made a mistake. And I could see how they could do it. I'm certainly not judging and I'm not condemning anybody because I have an ego too. I do. You know, and I could see where I could easily easily have been like one of those guys where I don't want to budge. I don't want to, you know, um follow the other person when I think I'm the leader. You know what I mean? It can happen to anybody, right? So I'm all right, let's get to the the main thing. I've been stringing you along my my imagination, right? This is the look, I, I don't know if I'm gonna end right after this, or I got more to say on the back end of this, but let's just get to the to the punchline, will we? So they're they're right there, they're training, and Leo's like, yeah, man, and then you're gonna finish off like this, or you're gonna come up and push and kind of and Isak's like, nah, man, we're not going down that road. That looks like now we're making it into some kind of dance. And Leo's like, but, but that's what it is. It's a dance, man. And Isaac's like, nah, man, work out. Just work out. No dance. Leo's like, no, man, like, open up your mind a little bit. Realize that this has potential. You're a martial arts guy, aren't you, Isaac? Yeah. Well, you know, what does it look like when somebody's doing a kata? What does it look like when somebody's doing a uh, like kung fu or something like that? Don't they have all these different styles of martial arts, drunken monkey and all that stuff? And if you if you watch like kung fu movies, especially old ones, it looks like they're dancing. Yeah, they're not disco dancing, they're not doing ballroom dancing, but there's so many different varieties of dance, right? And I think, you know, I think Leo was really pulling something, a whole rich aspect. He was bringing that up, and Isak was like, "No, do not, do not go down that road." And here's the thing: Isak was right too. He was because he wanted it to be this workout system. He wanted it to be something boxy, you know, front lunge uppercut, front lunge uppercut reps get those reps in right how does this translate over if i'm in a fight and leo really was on the road for he was on this expedition exploring into the vastness of steel mace they were both right they were both wrong dichotomy they were both clever But they may have both been a little bit ignorant and stupid. Easy for me to say. I'm just sitting here wearing a headset, talking on a microphone. The grand judger of things. And all I got is my imagination. I don't really know what happened with those guys. But in my imagination, that's the way it was going down. And their egos... And then, you know, Isak writes a book uh, about ego and how you got to let it go. And he kind of said, like, you know, the mace, uh, you got you got an ego with the mace. It's going to it's going to it's going to bite you. Get rid of your ego. Mace ain't no joke. Is that really what he wrote the book about? Or did he realize his ego got in the way? with his friend, and they split apart because of his ego. And was that, in a way, was his book sort of like the, the way to offload what he realized, that he let his ego get in the way. So, it's an interesting thing, you know, when you think about that. And, um, you know, people are saying that it was really Isik who actually invented Steel Mace training. So did Leo take it and run with it? And is that why Isik is so upset with him? I don't know. See, we don't know. But at the moment when they decided that this wasn't working out anymore, again, here comes my imagination. It has, to, it has to go this way until we have the actual truth. What I really think happened there that fateful day, it was raining out. There was lightning. There was hail. Why? There may have even been locusts flying through, devouring everything. You left your cat outside. Eh, locusts ate it up. Nothing left. And Isak and Leo are in their dojo where they're training with their mace, and they're saying, "No, we're going this way." And the other one say, "No, we're going this way," and he can't agree. It's a test of wills. And next thing you know, the lightning strikes right through the roof and penetrates. Right in between them, a bolt of lightning right between them into the dojo floor, the gym floor. I don't know. I don't know where they were. Could have been in friggin' e garage for all I know. And the sparks flew. And you saw the energy flying everywhere. And a bolt of blue goes right into Leo. And he lights up, and his eyes glow blue, and his mace turns as blue as Luke Skywalker's mace. And a bolt of red shoots into Isik; eyes red, mace turns red like Darth Vader. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying Isik was Darth Vader, the bad guy. I'm not saying Luke Skywalker was was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to say Leo was Luke Skywalker, the good guy. No good, no bad. We you guys know there's no good, no bad, right? This is not a fairy tale. This is this is real. This is real life that happened. So one guy's blue, one guy's red. But maybe they're both green. Maybe it was green electricity, and went to both of them. Maybe they were green with envy. Oh my God, man! I've just realized. I <laughs> if if either one of those guys listens to this, I <laughs> I am not making fun of you. Believe me, I love you both. I re- I really do. You guys do steel mace shit, Isak. Eason- won't even talk to me because I went with the Steel Mace flow coach. And I don't even know if Leo talks to me anymore. <laughs> it, this is a crazy story, guys. It, as much as I'm making up shit here, there's truths in here that are just, whew. <sighs> so what happens? They, they, they both light up. Electricity, sparks flying everywhere. (laughs) And then they go into this steel mace battle of epic proportions. Now, remember, this is taking place inside. A bolt of lightning already came through the roof and just ripped it open. The roof is now on fire, it's burning. People outside are like, oh, the roof is burning. And they're calling the fire trucks. But the fire trucks, they pull out of the firehouse, and the hail, and the rain is so bad. The hail breaks the windshield of the fire trucks. And the rain and the hails come in. The firemen can't even, they can't even drive down the road. There's cars crashing. I mean, we're talking epic calamity here. Nobody could come to help. The roof is burning. There's a hole in the floor. These guys start fighting each other with their maces around this hole in the floor. And that hole, if somebody should fall in it, it's an eternal hole to hell. Don't fall in there. Oh, if they wind up falling down that hole, that's it. So they're battling each other, jumping over the hole, hitting each other with the mace. First hitting with the handle, then hitting with the with the with the weighted end, the, the the globe. Every once in a while they're they're even firing lightning juice out of their fingers, right? Sometimes one guy's got the mace up against the other guy's throat. Another time the guy's got hits him in the balls. Oh my God. Why why are you hitting me in the balls for? It's just it's just a workout tool. These guys are going at it, man. They're going at it. The walls start coming down. They're smashing each other through the walls. You know the the front the front of the gym? It's all glass. All that glass is gone. Now they're out in the parking lot. The Wait, hold on a second. I'm, I'm getting a phone call. Actually, an important phone call, but I'm not going to take it for this shit. All right. I'm having too good of a time here. Now they're in the parking lot. And that that gym, dojo, wherever they are is collapsing in on itself. And you remember the hole to hell? The building is actually going into it. It's getting sucked down into it. These guys are at the parking lot. They're on top of roofs of cars. The lightning that went into their bodies made them so dense. Like, like they're... 8,000 pounds, that's how heavy they are with full of energy that when they get on top of a car, the car crushes down. They're doing cartwheels now, all right? They're pulling shit out that these guys never even imagined them doing, okay? They're like, what the hell am I doing? I'm doing cartwheels, flipping through the air, shooting green juice out of my hand, and hitting a guy in the head with a mace, and he's not going down. This is nuts. They're, They're... as surprised at what's going on as the spectators a cop shows up gets out of the car pulls out his gun realizes these guys are shooting green juice puts his gun back gets back in his car and leaves all right that's about the extent of it for any outside intervention fire department never shows up the dojo's gone down the black hole into hell and then in one, these guys are now beat up, right? <clears throat> they might have a few broken bones or bleeding, some teeth missing, whatever. They, they're they beating each other down. Guaranteed equal cancellation, all right? Like taking matter and antimatter and putting them together. <clears throat> well, everything gone. And they both, they're about, 15 feet away from each other pouring rain sleet coming down and they're looking at each other and they, re- they both realize at the same time this is my last chance to deal the fatal blow at the same time they both come up with this thought I'm going to close the gap and I'm going to crush my enemy at the same time and they they go and they meet boom they hit each other with the same move—the steel mace. The steel maces hit together, the loudest clang you've ever heard that echoes through the valleys, and the force of the impact blows each one of them up, up in a way, way, way this way, way, way that way, and wherever they landed is where they now remain. And nobody has ever seen them together again. And thus, that's how the two different modalities were born. So realize, whichever one you pick, you're carrying on that fight. But no more fighting against the other in an act of aggression or Betrayal, but instead, we fight each other in good faith as friendly competition. Competition makes us what we are, makes us awesome. We embrace that. We no longer shoot green juice. We just train with our mace. That's my story on the whole thing. If anybody's got a better story than that. Come on, podcast. Let's hear it. And if it just so happens that it's Mr. Isak Milan or Leo Savage, and you both want to come on the podcast at the same time, let's do that. And let's really learn about the history of Steel Mace and let's move on. And I guess we could throw Rick Brown in there if we want to, right? Or that'd be too many people all at once. I don't know. To me, it's much ado about nothing. People are people. We all make mistakes. We all do things. Like I said earlier, let's just have fun. And let's bring the Steel Mace community up. Let's rock. All right, guys. Hope you have fun with this one. I hope I'm not going to get into trouble with this. <laughs> I don't know if this is good or bad. I don't know if people are going to get pissed off. I don't I don't know. But there's only one way to find out. <clears throat> if I actually, <laughs> if I actually put this podcast up for your purview, um, then obviously I showed that I had the balls to do so <laughs> or whatever. I don't know if, if uh if you think um I went too far you guys um I'm speaking to leo and and eric uh if you guys think I went too far on this one just let me know I'll take it down other than that it's all in good good jest humor you guys can make fun of me too um i'm I welcome it all right thanks everybody see you at the next one